Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the waitlist right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation Babe podcast. This episode today is not like any episode that I have ever done. In fact, it is not my usual interview. It is not my usual solo podcast where I sit down to chat with you and you're probably wondering, okay, then Catherine, what is it? (laughs) What is it anyway? Well, what it is, is a personal one-on-one session that I had back in December, early December, that not only shifted my mind completely, like I'm talking literally shifted gears like no other experience I have ever had, but it also led me to downloading the most insanely creative ideas, like the the freaking, what do you call it? Like the dam came down and the river of creativity just started flowing, not just flowing. It's like the freaking, what do you call it? The white river rapids. Is that a thing? Right? I hope that's a thing. You know what I'm talking about. So just the most insanely creative ideas just have been pouring out of me. I've been feeling lit up about my work like never before. And I've had two back-to-back million-dollar months, December and January, that weren't even MBA launch months, which usually are my million-dollar months. But it's been insane, you guys. I don't know if you've noticed any shift in me since early December. Feel free to let me know. I'm super curious, but I certainly feel it. And I'm not the same Catherine I was before this one-on-one session. 
So that's what inspired me to put it out there for you guys to see like where a massive shift happened for me at the end of 2022 that has really helped me take off so far in 2023. So what is this session exactly? This is a one-on-one with Dr. John Connolly, the founder of Rapid Resolution Therapy, who I have featured a few times on my podcast already and have literally been talking about nonstop since probably August of 2022. And I will never shut up about him or RRT, just FYI, because it's been so life-changing for me. I I just, I can't even. And this is someone who, uh, him and his modality, because he's the founder, is um, something and someone who my coach, Andrea Crowder, who is another recent podcast guest of mine, originally introduced to me back in February of 2021. She was talking about it way back then, and I just didn't listen to her at first, and it took me a second to get into RRT because, to be honest, I already thought I knew everything. I I thought I knew every modality under the sun, but apparently I didn't know the one that was going to be the most life-changing and effective for me. So joke's on me. Thank God I eventually listened. (laughs) So RRT has the ability to shift entire lifelong traumas in a single session. It sounds insane, but it that's what it did for me. My very first session with Dr. Connolly was about a sexual trauma that I endured when I was just an infant, which ended up being my very first memory that resurfaced when I was pregnant. I don't know, maybe you've heard me talk about this in previous podcasts where I was manifesting a modality that I could bring this trauma to that would actually let me heal it. And I'm so grateful that I saved it for RRT because that trauma was cleared in a single session. It was the most freeing experience I have ever had. And I was sold hardcore from that moment on. And and here I am. I've had eight one-on-one sessions, I think, with Dr. John Connolly. Obviously, my coach is... Um, trained by Dr. Connolly. So we do a lot of RRT every single week. Literally, it's amazing in our sessions. And now I'm getting trained in RRT, infusing all of my programs with RRT and creating processes left and right for my students to benefit from as I continue to learn and grow and get certified. In fact, this upcoming round of the Manifestation Babe Academy that is opening this upcoming Monday, March 6th, mark your calendars, is going to go through an initial update since its birth in 2021 so that I can add RRT into it, which I am stoked about. And of course, it will continue to get updated until I feel like it's complete, uh, which I don't know when that's going to be, but for sure this first upcoming round in 2023 that's opening on Monday will have some processes and um, techniques and things that I'm going to put in there and concepts and things that are seen from the RRT perspective that I think is going to be a game changer. And if you enjoyed the free uh, podcast series, the secret podcast series, which you know, surprisingly, at the time that this episode is live, it is not too late to catch up on. So make sure you DM me the word secret if you want the link to that. Um, I will also post the link in the show notes as well so you can catch up. And if you've had you know, some shifts with that. Um, I've been sharing things from the RRT perspective. We haven't even done the actual unconscious rewiring in there. So um, that is something that you will expect to see in this upcoming round of MBA. So if you're signing up next week, 
or you are already an alumni since you do get lifetime access, get ready. That's all I'm going to say. Get ready. (laughs) So, okay. In this one-on-one session, I bring up to Dr. Connolly that I have this belief that I don't know what I'm talking about, that people don't find me interesting. I'm a boring storyteller and no one cares what I have to say, which you may be looking at me right now like, what the fuck are you talking about, Catherine? But I'm dead serious, you guys. This is a real life belief. Like this is real in my head. Okay. And until December 4th, 2022, which is the day of this session, this was a hundred percent reality for me, like 100%. And how this manifested was not in lack of, you know, success clearly hasn't affected me in that way. So obviously there's something else positive that's working for me, thank God. But how this manifested was in creative blocks and creative blocks that would last forever, making the course creation process like a daunting task for me. I love creating courses. I love creating programs. You guys get huge transformations from the things that I create. And my students would have amazing experiences, but it would just be daunting for me in the in the sense of like, not that I didn't enjoy it. It would just take a hundred times longer than it really needed to. It, it would be like down to the wire where it's like, Catherine, you got to launch this tomorrow. You have to record today. And then it's like my unconscious would just forcefully <laughs> just release whatever creativity that I needed to muster to meet the deadline. And of course I would do it, but God damn, like there has to be an easier way. And I just realized when I when I did this session, it was actually around the launch of Epicway Aligned. So if you were in the round of Epicway Aligned, I had the session right before then, and I was struggling with creative blocks around it. And I'm someone who constantly wants to innovate her stuff. So I could have totally recycled and just used last year's content. But I was like, no, I've learned so much since then. I really want to share the things that I've learned. And so I'm like, fuck it. Dr. Connolly, you have to help me with this because I am not going through this any longer. If you can clear a sexual trauma for me in a single session, this should be fucking peanuts for you. So through this session, this particular session, there's four distinct memories that came up for me related to this belief and the metaphors, the unconscious processes, the way that Dr. Connolly would share insights about them completely blew my mind. And remember, you guys, as you're listening, he's talking to my unconscious, understanding, knowing, and having the intention to communicate to my unconscious. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, Catherine, that wasn't that revolutionary. It's it's because he says things that I needed to hear, that he knew that would rewire my unconscious. So walking away from this session, I was completely transformed. And when I tell you the creativity within me, the whatever, white water, river rapids, whatever the fuck you want to call it, <laughs> within me has been unleashed So enjoy this inside exclusive listen. I never thought in my life I'd put up a one-on-one session of mine out there, but um, enjoy it. And may I recommend actually that as a much better listening experience, you watch the video recording itself so that you can actually see my face shift as my unconscious experiences these light bulb moments. And it's actually so much more fun to watch than listen. I was watching this when I was... 
um, reviewing it. Of course, I had both audio and video and I am so glad I watched it because I mean, it's just written all over my face. It's really cool to see. You can just tell that's something shifted or rewired within me. So I posted that link in the show notes. Uh, if you take my advice and go that, that route, um, you may not always hear the shift in my voice, but like I said, you can see it across my face. It's so obvious. Remember, RRT isn't like talk therapy. It's not like traditional coaching. Some of the things that a facilitator of RRT says will makes zero sense to the logical mind. So if you have been in my programs recently, um, like Epically Aligned or my Melt Your Money Blocks Away masterclass, you'll know that the, the way that I'm talking to you in the actual processes makes no fucking sense. You're, you're like, Catherine, what are you talking about? But yet after the fact, you're like, but I feel completely different. And oh my God, the results, like all of a sudden money's coming out of nowhere. Clients are flooding my way. Like all of a sudden I don't have this block anymore. Like, holy fuck, what did you do? And it's like, yeah, because I'm speaking the language of your unconscious mind, which who cares if your logical mind understands something or not. If transformation is, you know, due to the unconscious mind, finally being in alignment with your desire, like who cares what your logical mind thinks? It's not responsible for your success anyway. So I encourage you to put yourself into my shoes as you listen and just be in the most open-minded state that you can enter so you can really absorb things also on an unconscious level for yourself. I bet there's golden nuggets within this for you too that your unconscious will pick up. And if you want to book a one-on-one session with Dr. Connolly or one of his trained facilitators or therapists, Dr. Connolly is definitely not the cheapest option, but he's so worth every fucking penny. Like if you can't afford him, I mean, it's it's like there's no one who compares, right? But there are um, other facilitators and therapists who are amazing as well. And I've had already... Um, those of you who I've recommended RRT to, you've had sessions with other facilitators and therapists who are trained in RRT and have had immense shifts. So they are amazing as well. Um, I'm going to put that link for the resources in the show notes for you. And if you want to experience RRT infused within a manifestation specific program, the Manifestation Babe Academy is the place where you can experience that as well. And that will be in the show notes um, just in time for launch. So it's already there. You can get on the wait list if you're listening to this the day that the podcast episode dropped. But it could also be that you're listening to this at a time where we are currently launching. So then the sign up button will be there for you. And I can't wait to see you inside. Um, Okay, this is a really long intro. I know I just wanted to give as much context as possible. So without making this intro any longer, please enjoy. So what comes to the top Yeah, our meeting today? There is something at the top. So there's something that has been a constant theme that is showing up right now. So let me just, let me just talk it out. So something that's been coming up for me a lot is this belief of like, I don't know what I'm talking about or I'm not interesting enough to people or nobody cares about what I'm talking about, which is, it doesn't really manifest in my life in the sense that I don't have a following. I don't have success. It manifests in me experiencing creative blocks. Um, and 
silencing myself when I have such great stuff to share with the world and questioning it and being like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know if it's important enough. I don't know if it matters. I don't know if I can do it right now. And how it's manifesting currently is we're in the midst of a move right now. So we're moving to Las Vegas, like I've shared before. There's been some issues that came up with the house, which I think is going to get resolved today. Um, But that's been creating this like adrenaline in my system because there's so much uncertainty to where I'm not finding the, the motivation, the interest in sitting down and creating this program that I'm launching on Monday. So this program I've launched before a few times, like every year I do it in December. So I have the stuff from last year that I can just recycle and edit for this year, but I wanted to rework it and I was excited about it. But this move is just completely like it's left me so frazzled that I keep feeling like I'm behind now and I have to rush through and I'm like, oh my God, I got to take care of my son. I don't have a nanny anymore because we're moving and this house like I'm, we don't even have it in our, we don't have the keys yet. And I have to sit down and create this program and be my best self and launch it and just act like everything's great and normal. And I find myself having this immense creative block to where I just don't know what the hell to put in this program. So it leads me back to, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what's valuable to share. I'm not interesting. Those kinds of things. Good job. Um, <laughs> for, for three or four seconds, um, cause the, I don't know what I'm talking about feeling. Yeah. It's like a drop in my neck. Now, um, we think, you and I think, that the thing that caused the feeling was what we call mind. Mind is what processes information outside of awareness. You become aware of the feeling, not of the cause. When you hear music play on the radio, you hear the sound, you don't hear or see the airwaves. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's the airwaves that are causing the sound that you're hearing. Yes. That's a great Create. metaphor, John. <laughs> Sorry? I'm gonna, I said, that's a great metaphor. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> Create, uh, please, the, thank you. Create, please, the um, visual um abstract representation of what is going on it's not a thing it's a process it's an action that's happening within unconscious relating to data make a design for that and just tell me grayscale or whether there's a color grayscale good job and we're done with that open your eyes and so give me a moment to, okay. Um, so what I'm seeing now is what is intended for you. And you, at see, see I, I, I see you like end of the day, it's future, Catherine. I see you end of the day, future, um, having the realization that what had been problematic no longer occurs. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like somebody 
sticking their tongue to where there had been a toothache. Mm -hmm. I see you kind of feeling around to try to find it mm -hmm. unsuccessfully and then being pleased at that failure because it's just not there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I'm, I, I like see you there. And that comes in with more um, depth and detail by the moment. Does it sound okay? Yes, absolutely. Um, so people you know would call that perhaps confidence and say things like, well, now you realize you can do it. You have mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. That isn't what I'm seeing, no. Okay. I'm not seeing you realizing that. I'm just seeing you um, uh, sharing the information. Okay. They're, 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 it's, it's just straight to that. Um, when you pour a glass of water, there's no confidence that comes with drinking it or pouring it. Right. Um, just, so just I'm done. seeing you doing this the way you would do that. Yeah. Nice. Um, we have the same intention, purpose, and vision. Hence, energy comes together. It's useful to find ways to symbolize the energy. Um, sometimes uh, one might see a color by seeing it as if watching paint of that color dripping down. Somebody else might see a color by seeing smoke of that color billowing up. Somebody else might see a light, but somebody else might see a light beam. Mm -hmm. um, what's the color? It's like a violet pink. A violet pink? Yeah. Um, and if there was a fragrance, what would that be? Like um, blueberry fragrance. Blueberry what? Like a blueberry fragrance. Yeah, okay. Not like what the fruit smells like, but when you make it like an artificial blueberry smell, that's what it smells like. What life form will inspire us? Does it have to be a life form that exists on planet Earth? It can be a mythical okay. life form. The only restrictions are I'd rather it not be domesticated or a pet. Okay, I see a phoenix. Yeah, phoenix is on its way up. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a very that's a very lovely um, mm -hmm. uh, and inspiring for me um, a form. We've got all of that. All of that is already um, moving things there. Um, next, if you could rest, uh, oh, here I am. If you could rest your elbow on something and let me see your hand. And then could you um, uh, adjust your camera so there's no space above your head? And 
And now that's fine. That's your uh, left hand. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's fine. The left hand. Um, yeah. Like this. And then I'll just look at a spot on the back of the hand. That's it. Look at a spot and know that there's movement that you can't see. And that there's movement that you can see. Some of what you can see with your eyes is being read by your mind and hence is conscious. Some of what your eyes see, it doesn't mean you consciously connect to. As you look at that spot, and you are conscious of movement, and there's already a great deal of movement, because your mind is eager in its responsiveness. It's eager and responding quite dramatically and quite quickly. And yet, as much movement as you consciously can see, you can consciously realize that there's much movement that isn't conscious at all. Hence, as your eyes begin to get ready to close, you recognize that you are even able to be conscious of not being conscious as you are conscious, but not unconscious of unconscious yet conscious of unconscious and will gradually rest as you drop even further in. In. The wonderful movements we saw are the outward visible manifestation of the internal shifting and connection already. Like the speedometer, a needle moving 15, 27, 43. As you see the needle move, you know much more is moving even though you can see that there is movement and in passing a fence 
Perhaps it might seem like you're moving, or visually, that it's moving. Perhaps not that both are moving. Even though you do know that everything is always moving. Our minds are complicated. So much more advanced than the mind of a sheep or a goose. Complicated. And therefore prone to dysfunction. And a dysfunction, you'll notice now in others, is sometimes he's caught observing what he's also doing. That doesn't happen to the eagle as she soars. It doesn't happen to a majestic tree as it grows or an amazing flower as it opens. Even at this moment, whatever traction that has had is dissolving. It's like trying to hold on to something that's just too slippery. It can't hold. It falls off. It's gone. And yet it meant well. And it's happy to have everything it intended for you happen.
creativity, but now with ease and now with fun. Your wisdom, your clarity, your intuitiveness can receive so much credit for your success. But very significant. is you're just fun. And now you can have fun because as people hear you and see you, they have fun. As you deliver and realize that you have fun, and the fun is slipping backward into the preparation. So it's fun to prepare what's fun to deliver. There it is. It's fun to prepare. What's fun to receive is fun to deliver. What's fun to deliver is fun to prepare. Every process we engage in builds on the one before, up that staircase, three, four, a hundred and thirty nine. Fifteen thousand six hundred and twenty one up fun and it's fun for the phoenix to give you a ride So it flies. And you fly. Take a long time finding your way 
super slow back up. Savor it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And there you go. Yeah. How is that right now, dear? You you look so radiant. I I, I don't <laughs> much need to ask, but tell me. It's interesting. My mind was definitely very busy during that, like all over the place. And a lot of it was in a good way where I was actually downloading my thing that I'm teaching next week as you were talking, but also it was like scattered, like everywhere. So I don't know if I interfered with the process or that was like a normal thing. That was supposed to happen. Well, no, we're, it's not normal, Catherine. You you gave up on that a long time ago. <laughs> I can do a lot of magic, but I'm not going to end up with you normal at the end <laughs> of the day. Uh, <laughs> for that matter, not you or any of the people you hang with. Um, so um, that your mind is, uh, or that there's conscious... Um, that there's a conscious dance during it yeah. is, is not um it's not you and it's not an interference. Okay. It's just a conscious dance. It's kind of like in a in a dark room, there's a flashlight that kind of spins. It can catch this or then this or this and then yeah. this. Um and that's what's um what's going on there say well i'll say this you see what your response is mm-hmm. you don't know what you're talking about what's it feel like it's definitely not as extreme as it was before it's yeah, like it a little, it's like a little somewhat. twinge, right? Like a little tiny twinge, yeah. That that's where I was predicting it would be, um, but it's nice to see the difference. Yes, yes. And um, so that's one process toward it. We grow up with people who are looking for us to do well um observing us mm-hmm. and commenting on our performance mm-hmm. and then since our minds get that that's good in order to do well they begin um you know oh i'm sorry coach couldn't make it today oh that's okay i can do it mm-hmm. so 
you know, I'm here on the sidelines watching myself mm-hmm. do this thing. Um, and it's it's um, a second of it here and there may have some value, but for the most part, it would be absolutely fine to lose it totally. Mm-hmm. That 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 thing, yeah. um, and and yours has not only been observing but observing critically. Oh yeah. Um, so that's that's not so um, useful. Um, so I'm seeing you clearly where that doesn't that that dysfunctional um thing is disabled it doesn't go you're fully in it as you're in it um yes that would be amazing yeah just like right now i'm all in it and so are you yeah and, and so it's just this it's not anything right it's just this it's yeah what's happening right here yeah um so um it's valuable to bring um to awareness what um what what um data from prior experiences um i'll ask your mind to scan and pinpoint an experience um, that you had uh, sometime between your birth and now. Got it? hmm And were you a little girl? Were you a teen? It was, it was like four memories coming up at the same time. Four years like, old. No, four memories coming up at the same time. Ah, okay. Yeah, Good. like all Give at once. Four ages. Um, twelve, seven, twelve, seven. Uh, honestly, there's two of them at twelve and two at seven. So, describe. Give me a headline on one of the things that happened to to Catherine at seven. Yeah, I was standing in front of the class doing a presentation and the kids are laughing at me. What were you presenting on? Some project that I did last minute. So I was already embarrassed that I had no desire to do the project. I had to do the project so I wouldn't get in trouble and then I had to present what, it. What happened after you got done with it? The project? The presentation? Oh, the presentation. I just felt like an idiot. And what happened then? See, it's not coming in. No. <laughs> it's so, just me in front of the class, and that's right. where the memory So here's ends. what happens there. And... And I've mentioned this, it'll come right back to you. Um, as he was being mugged at knife point on a busy sidewalk, L.A. at rush hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guy had to do it quickly. There was a knife, the wallet's gone, he's gone. Damn. 
But when asked by the police officer to describe possible witnesses who are walking by, no information. Mm -hmm. So peripheral vision. Yeah. It's, it's fortunate if he even has any information about what the guy's face looked like. It could narrow right just to the knife. Yeah. And there is no thought during it of what his breakfast was like, and there's no thought of dinner. So um, this is protectively done so that there's more of a close-up on what needs to be attended to. Mm -hmm. So the difference is the more advanced human mind is likely to store that information. And because it became bigger, that's how it enlarged. Mm -hmm. Like you would do that with your camera editing. I just want that piece, and then you enlarge that. As that became bigger, the data from that didn't process easily. Mm -hmm. And then a meaning got attached to it. And most meanings have to do with two things um, that were done to us when we were little. And one is you were taught to understand yourself based on credit, blame, pride, and shame. And second, you were uh, taught that you were being observed and judged constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, makes so much sense. Yeah. So at that moment, all that stuff was then triggered, and I, I've I've told you prior to think in terms of a colander and the lumpy piece of sticky sand glob together won't go through the hole till we pick it up and then it all does but we're left with the energy which will fuel your creativity mm-hmm. yeah um i just heard and your baby's lunch <laughs> um so it's um yeah there's a lot of energy going towards my baby <laughs> yeah so it's it, that was that was interesting um <laughs> so as we um The giggling you heard from the kids in the room, um, I'm sensing it was nervous giggling. Maybe. Well, did you ever watch a play where the actor for a moment seemed to forget her line? Yeah. What went on for you in the audience? It in was those, like, in those, yeah. You feel it in your stomach, right? Right, yeah. It's like a, a what's going to happen kind of silence. And within you, there is a significant physiological experience watching that. 
mm-hmm. as there was within those kids who saw that you were fearful, hence they became giggly mm-hmm. because that's what they do when scared. True. So you so there was that kind of fear in the room and this little teeny thing that goes with being kind of scared. True. <laughs> um and so dang. That blew my it, mind. Yeah. Um so the gal, the the, the little seven year old, it wasn't just a seven year old doing a thing, um, like coming up with a, a skit, a play, like that like kids sometimes do and they like to do these like things yeah. in front of each other. It was <laughs> a kid who had been seeped in moralistic thought and judgment. Yeah. Who was then uh understanding her um uh the feeling of stuck at the moment with um um being um a bed bed and yeah. and exposed yeah bed and exposed yes um around the topic that I didn't care about right <laughs> yeah Got it? Yeah. So um, think about a moment when you recognized there were um, a rather significant handful of people being inspired by you. Okay? There have been a, a number of times you realized that, but I want you to think of one time when you went, wow, there are yeah. A bunch of people being inspired by me. Mm-hmm. Okay. A big bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And being deeply inspired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that little girl never even heard of anything like that. So if you told her that's going to happen, it won't even make sense. No. She's never heard of it. <laughs> But what she can get, if you'll do this, close your eyes mm-hmm. and bring both of those things together, that moment of recognizing how much influence was going on from you to others, even inspiring them. So that and the little gal in front of the class so that she begins getting not all the details but she gets that there absolutely is a future which will be providing much more than she could comprehend and as soon as you do that she's no longer trapped you're not trapped you're not stuck you're not there there's flow and freedom you're free to 
ride that phoenix up and then the sparkle which is a beautiful colored energy bubble that just dances joyfully around you notice the color and then when that's done you can open your eyes <laughs> beautiful and please tell me the color hot pink yes um neon yeah uh, good beautiful what what else happened when when you were seven mm. um uh i was in ballroom dancing and i had extremely you were what? I, I was a ball, ballroom dancer oh and just i had a very critical experience ballroom dancing where not only did my teacher but my parents and my dance partner who was just a year older than me would constantly criticize not just the dancing but also this is where the weight part comes in they would constantly tell me that if i were to lose 20 pounds i'd be a better dancer and I'm too fat and to this and to that and to this. And so yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, I started dancing when I was seven. So, and that, what? I started dancing when I was seven and that world of criticism was up until I was 14 when I finally quit. Really? That kind of criticism, huh? Yeah. I, I went um, on my first diet when I was 11 years old. So, um, so I'm seeing her. I'm seeing the body and face of you at seven dancing. Mm -hmm. And um, so with me, mm -hmm. I'm seeing her. Mm -hmm. And close your eyes. And I'm seeing her, watching her, and the experience that I'm having watching you dance is absolute adoration. So just from the sideline, just watch me. Yeah, close your eyes and see me mm -hmm. right there mm -hmm. watching her. Mm -hmm. Look at the expression on my face mm -hmm. watching that seven-year-old. Kind of like just notice my breath. Watch the 
it's like adoration and 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 joyfulness it's like excitement i don't know i keep hearing and seeing a xylophone um uh playing all kinds of really crazy fun amazing stuff with those whatever you call them that hit the keys going so fast they become invisible and that that that's like the the thing going on in me watching her got it mhm good then look at me looking at her and bring your consciousness closer to me and then inhabit me so that you get to feel my feeling as you see her through my eyes and those eyes that i see her through are clear eyes i see your beauty i see you with total pleasure through clear clear sheer that's it joyful excited adoring melding with me just feel my feelings and to look right through my eyes feel my feelings there it is take your time when you're ready you come back to here What's the feeling right this moment? Like like I can't describe it, it's just a good feeling. Contentment. So close your eyes again. And now see that little girl dancing to that adoration dancing with that going on yes and 
yeah, just just follow this like she steps onto the palm of my hand and is tiny and perfect. and is lifted up as the perfect butterfly. And my hand is flat as it reaches way above my head. And there's a perfect connection, but the hand is open. And you've been lifted and just fly. Yeah, that's it. And just fly away. Yeah, fly away. That's it. You're not ever going to get normal. You're not going to get average. That's it. But you can fly. Yes. That's it. Take your time. Only when you're ready. Real slow. That's it. Yay. Wow. I feel light. Nice, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, um, and now, you know, That magnificent butterfly would be a little more normal if she could be more normal. 
Um, and and that's what that's what you can hear from down there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But more normal would mean you'd fall like a rock. Yeah. We don't want that. And you can't have it. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah. So you just might as well not be wanting it. Mm. So that's um that's wow. the real deal, sweetheart. I'm mind blown. Are you? Tell me something about your baby. My baby? He's really cute. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a big boy. He was born 9.1 pounds, 23 yeah. inches long. He's a really tall baby and he's progressing really fast in life. Like, I swear, like if he could walk, he would start running today. Um. Close your eyes and stand right next to me where you can feel your arm against mine, where my shoulder is right above yours. And we're real close and we're looking at your child together with that kind of sheer excitement, joy, love. That's it. And you're being lifted up on the palm of my hand. with all that in you, through you, swirling around you, and then fly. Yeah. And fly. And here we are. And when you're ready, eyes can open. Nice. You can think at event number one, event number two, and it's all clear. Clear. So clear. So wow. Something happened when you were twelve, huh? Yeah. What was that? Uh my mom 
checking my backpack, which she does and she did do. She doesn't do it anymore. I don't have a backpack, but she did on a consistent basis. And I think this is the time that it hurt me the most the first time. Um, she would pull out, you know, tests and stuff that I would collect in my backpack. And she would see that I didn't have like an A on a test and she would call me stupid. I'm a disgrace. Uh, why did she sacrifice so much to come to this country if I'm such a horrible student? Good job. Yeah. Um, now look at the little girl. Mm-hmm. And um, what does she make of this? I mean, she feels not good enough at all. Yeah. She feels like stupid, an idiot, never can make mom happy. Good job. And now, um, change it so that you're seeing um, a boy who's about that age and his father is doing stuff similar Mm -hmm. and and we're just watching it Mm -hmm. and we're finding watching it disturbing Mm -hmm. and whose behavior are we disturbed by the dads. Yeah. 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 So true. Wow. And and I say to you, hey, you know, I've got a bullet. Let's do them. <laughs> and you say, John, take a breath. That daddy had a daddy. <laughs> Who had a daddy. Uh-huh. I, I got it now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, sometimes there are those car wrecks on the highway that involved like 16 vehicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why'd you hit me? Because she hit me. Why'd you hit him? Because she hit me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And you can't. I mean, that guy in the middle of that thing wasn't making many choices. Mm -hmm. He just got pushed. Yeah. Okay. And and now think about that dad. Actually, there's a whole line of dads. And... They just, you know, one pushed, the other got, fell on top of the next one, which got pushed into the next one, which got pushed into the mm-hmm. next one. Mm-hmm. And so we don't like walk over to the middle car and start clubbing the driver to death. <laughs> we the just mother... say, are you okay? Dude, what a cluster of fuck. <laughs> Such a great metaphor. Wow. You're the metaphor you're the metaphor king. That's what you are. (laughs) Thank you, sweetie. (laughs) So you see. But you know what's interesting is 
you see that gal having her backpack stuff criticized? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Mm-hmm. And see the whole line of people pushing to cause that particular accident right there. And then get it that she's not gonna do it. Yeah. That whole thing that goes way back just stopped. Phoenix rose. It didn't just bump the car in front. Damn. That makes me really cool. Yeah. And you know what the rising Phoenix did? Huh? She started giving all these amazing gifts to her mom. Mm Mm-hmm. And then to her son. You know? Feel that a moment. Mm -hmm. And then feel it with gratefulness. Mm -hmm. Because somehow you got to pop out of that thing, to rise above the train. You didn't hit the car in front. There were 37 collisions that ended up smacking into your butt. (laughs) And you rose up and didn't hit the car in front. You just ascended up instead of bumped forward. (laughs) And you ascended up, turned around, and threw love back at your mom. And then you did it again. And to do that, you had to have two things, the interest and desire and the ability. What a treasure that is. Who has either? You got both. Pretty neat, huh? This is crazy. Like in the best way possible. I didn't hear the last few words. This is crazy in the best way possible. Ah, lovely. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to fly. 
Yes. I feel like a phoenix is going to come by my window and hop on, yes. fly away. Yeah. Well, you you are um, significantly in flight most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't get to live, you know, without anything um, even being there to look at it and clear up. Thank goodness, because mm-hmm. you, you, you just fly without, without any bruises happening, and you're pretty, you know, and decorative, um, and have all of the value of a pretty flower. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And. Damn. And that's where that would have been. If you didn't get bruised by it, you would have been pretty flowers. Think of this secretary who's been just doing everything possible to make her boss's life a success. And there's no raise. And there's no bonus. But he says, you're just a sweetie and gives her a rose. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not that rose. Mm-hmm. You come with some experience, which gives you power. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking to somebody who got belittled and screamed at and rage and insulted, what are you going to say? Oh, yeah, I think I read about something like that once in a magazine. <laughs> so true. Uh, you can, I know it's you so say, intimately. I get you. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. You don't even have to hardly say it because it shows. Yeah. Yeah. That may, that's um, so mom's insults um, get rewarded now because actually um, <laughs> it worked. I mean, she gets lots of rewards for me, that's for sure. You think? Travels first class around the world. <laughs> yeah. Moving into a mansion. Yeah. Has a grandson. Yeah, you did good with that, kiddo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So fucking true. Wow. This is this is a game changer. Good. Oh my God. Game changer. And something else happened when Catherine was 12. Um, they all flashed on me so fast, but um, that was just a very hard 
11, 12 was very, very hard in my life. That was middle school. And, oh, I remembered. The fourth one, yes, this makes sense. Based on what I told you in the beginning of our session, I wrote a story for my seventh, sixth grade. So I was like borderline 11, 12. Um, I wrote a story in English class in sixth grade. And I was, I thought it was the best damn story in the world. I turned it in. I got the paper back and in red ink, I don't remember the grade I got. I just remember being surprised by how many points were knocked off. And then the comment that was said by my sixth grade English teacher was, this is an incredibly boring story. You're not a very good storyteller. And my, my stomach just sank. And I was, and I think that's where you have nothing interesting to say comes from because I just literally took it on. And I remember I shut down to where you wouldn't have said it if it wasn't true, Catherine. Well, it shut me down creatively. Like I thrived in scientific like papers, like factual yeah, things yeah, I can look but, up, but I never tried to be creative ever again. Well, so let's look at that please situation here from where we see both people. Mm-hmm. Um and what are we learning about this girl's lack of effectiveness in creating fiction what are we learning about the skill of this teacher to inspire and really be um uh, uh somebody who who sets energy on fire and turns kids into sparks of creative genius yeah it's a shitty teacher horrendous yeah and 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 there was no like it's not even constructive criticism there was no no suggestions no it was um it was it was horrendous um and here you are in spite of that here i am telling stories on my podcast yeah yeah. People say I'm a great storyteller, but I yeah. never be- I never believe them. I'm always like that's weird. Uh-huh. Um So let's look at that um See here's here's the thing, here's what happened. Because we we want to do well something more accurate than just vilify that bitch. Um, It was a guy, but also a bitch. (laughs) So here's what what actually happened. Um, So you have heard me say this, I believe, but you have this lovely friend named Larry. And what you like is he's so gentle and kind. And you bring him over to meet Mary, who's hostile, guarded, defensive. Yeah. And explains it to you by saying, he's evil. (laughs) And you say, he was just 
sweet, even when you were incredibly rude. Uh huh. And she said, he's evil. And you say, but I didn't see any of it. And she says, yeah, I know. But I did. And what she didn't see is that his voice structure had a similarity to Jeffrey, who 23 years ago used to make her feel so badly when she was in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And the Jeffrey data glip didn't go through the hole. Mm -hmm. And tuning fork without it ever being above con into consciousness caused her to feel this was coming from this and hence she hates larry and that's going on a whole lot to people does that mm -hmm. make sense mm -hmm. yeah well guess what that story was kind of like the one that jeffrey would tell <laughs> didn't even have anything to do with you it had to do with there was something in what you wrote that hit mm. a vulnerable, unprocessed piece of data in that teacher and brought her into the rage mm. that she experienced that she didn't even remember. And I made it all about me. And and that's, well, because there was a similarity in that story. Damn. Do you remember what the story was about? Sort of. <laughs> Tell me. Something along the lines of a bear and a variety of animals getting stuck in a cave. And like the story is how they got out of the cave. How did they? I want to say, I want to say either someone saved them or they somehow saved themselves. I don't wow. remember. How? I literally don't remember. <laughs> Come on, go back to it. You. They. They came all together and realized that if all of them push on this rock together at the same time, they would create enough strength to push it out of the way and escape from the cave. But they were, they were animals that were often opposed to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how, that stupid thing saw my hand go up. <laughs> um, I got to turn that thing That's off. really funny. I oh, was like, wow, we're in oh. class. <laughs> yeah, I raise my hand and it pops up. I have to figure out how to undo that thing. Um, you, so that's that's magnificent. Do you get it? Because they couldn't. They they had to see how they all had at that moment 
the exact same interest. Mm -hmm. So things that were naturally opposed all formed together to create uh, a victory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't know what there was in it that knocked into something. The teacher? Yeah, it's it, it's not just it, 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 it happened at about the same age to her. Uh, that's not really, uh, I, I kept thinking, no, that's not relevant. That, that's not at the part of it, but it did. It's just coincidentally something happened to her mm -hmm. at about that age. Mm -hmm. that this thing unlocked and mm -hmm. caused um, such, it sparked some kind of threat that made her need to stomp on it like a spider. Yeah. She stomped your story like somebody who's afraid of bugs would stomp a spider that she found near her pillow. So true. That's what happened. Wow. Like I just rewrote my whole past. And that, my friend, that that caused all that spark in her, you can't really get credit for it because it just didn't even have anything to do with you. Mm -hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. It had to do with something that came to her mind when she read your story that caused her to shudder and need to stamp it out. So she didn't pick that spider up gently and let it out on the lawn. No, that spider got smushed. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings up a story that has nothing to do with you, but I want to share it. Okay. And it's of this. And this was many years ago. And this gal, lovely gal, took my took a class with me. And in my classes, you'll see it. Um, there, there's often I'm doing stuff with people mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. um, and this gal had um, raised her hand and talked to me, the whole class, about 50 people or more in the class, about a fear of spiders. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I, I worked with her. Uh, this, I'm not a sap, but this one sort of moves me. So expect me to blubber a bit um and when she came back and i met her again months later or something 
Um, and, and I said, oh, um, and she said, I'd like to share that with you and others. Um, and she got up to the front of the class and, and she talked about how life changed. Mm-hmm. And she said, in the story, she said, and the other day, I was on my way home, and right there on the front stoop was this large, like a big daddy long leg spider. And then I kind of winced because I saw her foot grounding it out. Mm-hmm. And, and she just paused. I mean, it was a lengthy pause. And then she said, And I would have just gone back in the car and gone somewhere else Mm -hmm. and not gone home Mm -hmm. until somebody else went there and checked for me. I would not have gone in. I would Uh have gone to a hotel and not gone in. She said, but that was before John worked with me. Some of you were here. And I, I'm wincing as she's telling this because I'm seeing, and I'm I'm not all mushy about spiders, but for some reason I was as I'm hearing this. And she said, so I went over and looked at this big spider right on my stoop. And I said to him, now, what are you doing here, fella? This is my house. And then I picked him up and I carried him to the garden. And I said, now this is where you live. Oh, that's really cute. And then I saw that she was wearing a spider necklace. So that was cool. <laughs> that's fucking cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, I haven't thought of that in probably 15 years till I just told you the story right now. Wow. Um, But that one was, that was a big day. And she always then, I mean, she, you know, like some people never get dressed. I mean, they always have something on at something their mother gave them or something. Mm -hmm. She was never again without the spider. Beautiful spider um, and a medallion on her necklace. She keeps it at her heart. Wow. Um, wow. So um, things can, things can, and I don't even remember. There was some point to telling you the story, I think. Maybe Squash, it just came to mind. Squashing like a spider, the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it came up. That's right. She tried to she squash didn't it. carry it out. No. She squished it. Squished it. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to you. Now I'm realiving the spider and carrying him out. <laughs> yeah. And and so now read her comments. Mm-hmm. And realize what happened. 
you just dealt with somebody who whose trauma got triggered by something in your story. This is so life-changing because if this happened to my son, I can explain this to him and he doesn't have to carry that right. for his entire life. I can right. teach him the psychology right then and there. Like that's such a game changer. Wow. So we had a, a nice meeting today. Oh my God. Can so I take a, a selfie of us on Zoom? Oh would yeah. You, would you allow that to happen? I'd be flattered. Okay, hold on. Let me let me tell you when. Hold on. Okay. One, two, three. Cute. Does it look okay? It looks great. You'll you'll see. You'll get tagged. And you're on top. <laughs> Just like I told my friend. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You, you always know how to tie it all in together. Yeah, yeah. No way you're not supposed to. Uh and um yeah, that's 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 way cool. More fun um, tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what you come up with. Uh, I'll, when when you've knocked all these over, I'll miss doing this. <laughs> to find so some other way to. I'll start. Hang out. Ma- I'll start making up problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll start yes, storytelling we're, we're really, too. We're really knocking things over. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.